You've got to say Manchester City have got the best draw. Uh, they've got the best team anyway. They've played some brilliant stuff already in Europe. And I think they're now into second favourites in this part of the world after the draw uh, threw up Madrid PSG. So and you've got to say, given the fact that the Premier League title may well be wrapped up fairly soon, they can concentrate on Europe. Guardiola's got the experience. They've got a brilliant attacking unit. And I think they've got a really great chance of going a long way in the competition. Ooh, yeah, there are plenty of uh, decent draws that have gone on those games as well um, for the round of 16. I liked, uh, who, did, who did I like that I thought was a fantastic matchup? Oh, yeah, um, Spurs-Juventus. And Juventus, we've figured out, and the rest of the world doesn't seem to get a lot of love, Ben, when, when we think of them as, as marquee teams. Why, why does Juventus kind of fail in, in that regard? I'm not really sure. I mean, a part of it is the fact that they're, they're very Italian. and I, I mean that in a way that they're always very tactical. They tend to edge games 1-0, don't they? They defend very well. They, you know, the likes of Chiellini at the back just throw everything on the line and boof on in goal. They're that kind of classic Italian team. Not quite the swanky, uh, expansive football that you've had from Barcelona or Real Madrid down the years, um, or even Manchester United in their pomp. So I think that's probably why. I think you can expect those games to be fairly tight and fairly cagey. But I mean, Tottenham go into that with no fear whatsoever. Let's not forget in the group stage, they saw themselves through Real Madrid. They saw themselves through Borussia Dortmund. When they topped the group, they had some brilliant wins. And, and let's be honest, no one else is in the Premier League title race either. So in that respect, almost all the teams can concentrate on doing well in the cup competitions. It sounds a bit a bit odd to say that, doesn't it? But it's very much, I think, as the season goes on, that's the way we're going to be. Uh, a lot of people, Ben, may have been thinking Real Madrid, Paris, Saint-Germain would be the top two sides, the possible matchup for a final. Is this two-leg tie a bit of a waste in the last 16? Well, it's good for the, I think it's good for the English sides. Um, the fact that we're going to lose one has really helped the likes of Man City and, and even Liverpool, who have played really well in Europe as well. Uh, Jose Mourinho for Manchester United knows exactly how to get results in Europe. So you, you can't count them out. And maybe they'll throw all their eggs into that particular basket, like they did with the Europa League. But look, yeah, you're right. You would want this really as a, to be the glamour tie that everyone at UEFA would, would want. You'd want this to at least be a semi-final, wouldn't you, Real Madrid against Paris Saint-Germain? Uh, I think Neymar going there is going to be brilliant. He's going to get the most hostile of receptions, of course. Cristiano Ronaldo, the self-confessed best player ever. Um, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, it's got everything you want from a tie. But I think that's what the Champions League does really well. Once you get to the knockout stages, all the games are important. And certainly once you get to the quarterfinals. But this is where it really matters. And I think in the groups now, all the teams have pretty much played all the teams at some point in the groups. There's no, You don't really get the glamour ties. But once you get to knockout football, when it really matters, that's when your Neymars and your Ronaldos and people really step up to the plate. And that's when you get the great, great moments in football. So last week I'm watching um, Sky Sport and this guy called Ben Ransom's on there and he's talking to Vincent Company, who uh, describes the upcoming derby as most important game in the world. Well, it all happened yesterday, Ben. It went down. Next thing we know, there's milk being thrown. There's water being thrown. There's, there's punches. There's cuts in the head. Is this it? Is this the new super red-hot rivalry that football's been waiting for? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when he said to me it was the most important game of the world, he didn't quite tell me it was going to kick off like that in the tunnel, did he? Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, this goes back. This is the, everything that we had from Manchester United and Arsenal all those years ago when the two teams clearly hated each other. There was animosity between the managers, spread down to the players, the coaching staff got involved. And yeah, I mean, look, it all went off in the tunnel. No one quite expected that because actually... 
Mourinho and Guardiola themselves in the build-up. I mean, I, I interviewed Guardiola um, before this game as well, and they were very respectful, really. I mean, so, slight digs, but nothing dramatic. I think they, they both had a kind of embrace before the game and after. They did everything in that respect right publicly. They went in, they were fine. I think what the problem came is the Man City players, and some of them really wanted to rub it into the Manchester United squad, I think, about just how big a moment that is. I mean, they obviously felt that they're very close to winning the title. They broke the record in terms of number of consecutive wins. So they were celebrating really exuberantly. From what I understand, the dressing room door was open, so it was really noisy. This is at the same time that in the tunnel area, Mourinho and others are trying to do their post-match interviews. Mourinho took, took offence. Someone threw some milk. Apparently, it glanced Mourinho. What I'm told is he, he wore it a little bit, but mostly the press lady who was alongside him took the brunt of it, I think. Uh, but you're right, Mikel Arteta, the Manti coach, as we understand, has got cut in his head from something. So, I mean, this is glorious. I think we're going to be trying to piece together who threw the milk for a long, long time to come. Milk fight. And finally, uh, we can't let it uh, go there. Ben Ransom and Mrs. Nell Ransom. Uh, you guys got married recently. We're a little, uh, you know, we could have made it up for the wedding, but that's okay. You were probably full anyway. Uh, what was uh, Congratulations on the wedding. What was the best wedding present that you got? Um, let me think, uh, best wedding. Oh, I'll tell you what we got. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Nell's, Nell's, uh, well, I suppose I call it his stepdad for want of a better phrase. Um, he paid for a brilliant rock and roll band to perform at our homecoming wedding party and they were absolutely super. Oasis? The best present was a rock and roll band. <laughs> not quite. I think no. Noel Gallagher was still probably trying to get too excited about the derby, but they were absolutely superb. All the 50s and 60s classics. Yes. Fabulous time. Oh, good on you, mate. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks for all your help this year. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you very much.